Hello and welcome to The Budget Mouse, a podcast that will help you have an incredible Walt Disney World vacation, even if you're on a shoestring budget. I'm Leah, the blogger behind The Budget Mouse and The Frugal South. I visit Disney World several times each year and have tons of tricks for doing Disney on the cheap. I want you to have the incredible vacation you deserve, so I'm sharing all of my tricks with you on my sites and here in the podcast. This episode is about what to expect on a post-Galaxy's Edge Disney World vacation, so let's dive in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 35. You may have heard about this little thing called Star Wars Galaxy's Edge that's coming to Walt Disney World later this year. It is the biggest thing to happen at Walt Disney World and Disneyland probably ever. And if you're in the dark, this is an expansion at Hollywood Studios that is um, completely themed around the Star Wars universe. And it is opening at Walt Disney World August 29th. For better or worse, Galaxy's Edge will change your vacation experience at Walt Disney World. So even if you're not a Star Wars fan and you have no plans of going to Galaxy's Edge, I do want to give you an idea of what to expect on your Disney World vacation after Galaxy's Edge has opened. So here's what you need to know. Number one. There will be long waits just to see Galaxy's Edge. So I'm sure many people think that they may be able to just kind of amble into the new land and just check it out, even if they don't want to ride any of the attractions or eat any of the food. Well, this likely won't be the case for quite a long time after Galaxy's Edge opens. As soon as the opening date was announced, Disney threw a warning up on its website that went something like this, capacity at Galaxy's Edge is limited and you may not be able to get in. So I just purchased a ticket yesterday for our trip next week. We're going to go to Magic Kingdom for a day. And it's almost like you have to sign a waiver that says, I I know that I may not be able to get into Star Wars land. So clearly they're expecting tremendous response and they are going to limit how many people can be in the land at once. So there may be quite a long wait just to set foot in Star Wars land. So that's something to know if you're planning a trip for the end of this year or early next year that anticipate waits just to get in. Now, if you really want to snap a few selfies and sip some blue milk, there will be extra magic hours offered to guests that are staying at Disney Resort hotels. And I expect that they will be extensive. So they may be quite early in the morning before the park opens to other guests, and they may be late at night. And as it stands right now, there will not be fast passes available for the one attraction that will be open when the land opens on August 29th. That's Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. The second and larger attraction will open later this year, and we don't have an opening date for that yet. So number two thing to expect, there will be more people visiting Disney World. So Star Wars fans are going to show up for Galaxy's Edge, and they'll likely visit other theme parks. This means increased crowds at all of Walt Disney World starting August 29th. What's not clear, and what I just don't know, is how much the other theme parks will be affected. There may be just a slight increase compared to previous years at Epcot, Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom, or the parks might feel a lot more crowded. So there's no way to know for sure, but if you plan for holiday crowds, that's 
very high crowds at the end of September, then you will at least not be disappointed. You can still have an incredible time visiting the parks with heavy crowds, but you do have to have a game plan. So I actually wrote a post about the same topic for another site I write for, which is Resales DVC. And you can check out on their site um, another post that I wrote that has tips for enjoying the parks during busy times because your strategy is a bit different. So if you planned a vacation for September expecting low crowds and now you're faced with very high crowds, you might want to read that post over at resalesdvc.com and get some of my strategies for visiting during busy times. Number three, it might be harder to find availability at Disney World resorts in general because of this time. So I was looking for um, family friends who wanted to stay at Disney World in October. And normally this is just the beginning of the seven month window for booking DVC resorts. And I went to look and there was not a single DVC studio available for the time period that they wanted. And normally that would not be the case seven months out there would be availability. So that's just an indicator to me that the demand for Disney resorts is quite high right after Galaxy's Edge opens. So don't wait if you want to go at the end of this year and you're thinking, oh, I'll just wait to book my trip in November, December. I would not wait. I would book as soon as possible. So particularly resorts that will be on the new Skyliner will be affected by this. So the fourth thing you need to be prepared for is that availability and prices at these Skyliner resorts will be affected by Galaxy's Edge. So Disney's been hard at work on its new transportation system. It's called the Disney Skyliner, and it's a gondola system that will connect Hollywood Studios and Epcot with four resorts, Art of Animation, Pop Century, Caribbean Beach, and the new Riviera, which is a DVC resort that will open in December. In the past, Pop Century and Caribbean Beach were some of the easiest resorts to find availability because they're so large, but those resorts are now going to be kind of a primo place to stay because the Skyliner will have stops there. What that means is that you won't have to deal with traffic getting to Hollywood Studios. They are anticipating that the traffic will be unprecedented. So if there's any way to get to Hollywood Studios without having to fight traffic, then you absolutely want to do that. So I booked a stay at Pop Century, I think five days after Galaxy's Edge opens because I'm completely insane. But it's, it's like it's a train wreck and I have to go and see how busy it is. I just can't not know. So I will be braving the crowds and the Skyliner. I will go to Hollywood Studios and check it out for you right after Galaxy's Edge opens. So I expect that Disney will start charging a premium for staying at these resorts, much like they charge a premium for staying at monorail resorts, because the convenience of getting to Hollywood Studios and Epcot from these will allow them to charge a little bit more for that. So the Skyliner is reportedly able to transport up to 5,000 guests per hour in one direction, which far exceeds bus capacity. So I don't know if that will be true, that just seems like a lot to me. I did some quick math and I was like, they really have people crammed into these little gondolas, but I don't know how long it will take to like load them and if that's going to slow the process down. But don't expect to get out of a last minute reservation at the Skyliner Resorts and expect that the prices will increase after it has opened. And we don't have a date for the Skyliner opening yet, but I would say summer 
definitely, because they have been running tests on them now. I'm recording this in the beginning of April, and they have already been running many, many test vehicles on the Skylighter. So I expect summer it will open. So the fifth thing to expect is that Hollywood Studios fast passes were, are going to be hard to get. So though there will not be fast passes available, at least initially, for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge attractions. People will be spending more time in that park than they normally do. So that means that the other attractions in the park that you can get a fast pass for are likely going to be in high demand. So that means that Slinky Dog Dash, which is already one of the hardest fast passes to get, will be in even more demand. My advice is to be ready to book your fast passes at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the day your 60 when 60 day window opens if you are staying at a Disney resort and you want to visit Hollywood Studios after August 29th. I also suggest visiting Hollywood Studios later in your trip if you're staying for many days since fast passes will be easier to get. So on the first day that you're able to make fast passes, you can make it for any number of days of tickets that you have. So if you have up to a 10 day ticket, you can make fast passes 10 days into your trip. So fewer people will stay for that length of time. So it's very easy to get fast passes at the end of that time, however long you're staying. So I'd plan a visit to Hollywood Studios at the end of your trip if that's at all possible. So the sixth thing I think you should expect is that the quote unquote secret back entrance to Epcot will not be secret anymore. So that is where the Skyliner, when it opens, will deposit guests to enter Epcot. It will not be at the front gate. It will be at the secret back gate. Now this is between the France and UK pavilions. And in the past, it's been a great way to get into Epcot in the morning or anytime really without the lines that you encounter at the front gate. And guests who were staying at the beach club, yacht club, and boardwalk could walk over to Epcot and get in that back gate. Well, because it's going to have all the people coming to Epcot on the Skyliner, just expect that that's not going to be as easy to go through as it was in the past. And I expect that they have extra um, queues and bag checks already being, you know, set up there to accommodate the crowds that are going to come in. So this is like a side effect of Galaxy's Edge is that we now have the Skyliner, which is good in that it has better access to Epcot and Hollywood Studios for these, for these resorts, but it's also going to affect people who are used to going in the back entrance of Epcot without much weight. So I know this has all seemed negative up to this point, but it's going to be really great at Star Wars Land. So I know the crowds and increased demand for Disney resorts are a bummer, but the immersive experience at Galaxy's Edge will be truly incredible. And even if you're not a Star Wars fan. So I listen to many Disney podcasts and one is WDW Radio that Lou Mangiello does. And I have been listening to this podcast for almost 10 years and he's had it for longer than that. Um, but he had a few guests on and they did two hour plus long episodes talking about everything we know about Galaxy's Edge right now. And wow, I did not know until I listened to that show. I encourage you to go listen to it if you're planning a visit, if you're a Star Wars fan, but just the level of detail and immersion and storytelling at Galaxy's Edge is like nothing we've ever seen at Disney World or any theme park in the world. So I feel like Walt Disney would be proud of the fact that Imagineers are really their goal is to make you feel like you are part of the Star Wars universe when you are there. You are part
part of the story there in a way that guests never have been before. And technology is allowing some of that to be the case because of magic bands and the ability to, um, you know, have information that cast members will know about you. So I've heard that your performance I guess you could call it, on the Smuggler's Run attraction um, will impact how cast members um, react to you in the land later on in your day. So they may comment on what you did in the attraction, and it's just an unprecedented amount of um, interactivity and storytelling there. And I'm very excited. I'm actually surprised at how excited I am to go experience Galaxy's Edge. So I've seen the movies, but I am by no means a Star Wars fan. I haven't even seen the latest installment. I'm going to see it before I go, but I'm really looking forward to this, this new level of Disney storytelling. So I would love to know what you think about the new land. And I hope this wasn't a bummer of a a podcast episode. I just think it's good to be prepared if you're visiting Disney World in the post Galaxy's Edge world, because normally people will have a bad time when their experience doesn't match their expectations. So if you know what to expect going in, in terms of price, in terms of crowds and difficulty in getting around and everything, then I think you're set up to have a better experience there. I know from questions in the Budget Mouse Facebook group that there are many folks planning a vacation to Disney World in September. Many took advantage of the free dining offer that was released early this year to go in September. And so if you are one of those people and you're a little nervous about what to expect, I really encourage you to join our free private Facebook group. Just search for the Budget Mask, ask to join and I will add you. And you can ask all kinds of questions and hear from other people who maybe are even going a little before you what it was like. And I'll be sharing lots of information as I uh, am there and can tell you kind of what to expect in terms of crowds at the other theme parks and what have you. So you can always find me on my blogs. I'm at thebudgetmouse.com and thefrugalsouth.com. You can leave me a comment there if you ever have a question. You can email me directly, Leah, L-E-A-H, at thebudgetmouse.com. You can find me on Facebook or on Instagram. I'm at thebudgetmouse. And last, you can get access to special content and my best tips and tricks that I'm just not comfortable sharing publicly by becoming a patron of this show at Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Budget Mouse. I will be trying to post frequently on Instagram and Facebook as I am at Disney World next week. I am going to check out the renovations and new dining at Caribbean Beach Resort. I'm also, I've been working on a series of posts on the Budget Mouse that are the best and worst quick service dining locations in all four theme parks. And so I'm ranking each of the dining locations and giving you details about each one. So I will be going to Magic Kingdom for a day to complete that post on the best and worst quick service dining at Magic Kingdom. I'm also trying out a Um, character meal that I have not yet done and that is at Treacheria El Forno at the boardwalk and it's with a Flynn rider who I'm very excited to meet and Rapunzel, Ariel, and Prince Eric. So look for updates on that soon. So thank you so much for listening everyone and I hope you have a magical day.